Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is part two of our interview with Jay Atkins on the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. This interview went a little long, so we broke it up into two parts. I'm just going to let you jump right in and listen to part two of this episode, and I think you're really going to get a lot out of it. Remember, go to realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com to get a bunch of really cool free bonuses, our Fast Cash Survival Kit, to get all the transcriptions and show notes of these episodes. Stay tuned. You're going to enjoy this episode, and we'll see you on the other side. Take care. So what are you guys doing now? Are you doing wholesaling deals, lease option deals? What What is your strategy look like? Yes. Yes. <laughs> all of the above? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The transaction yeah. engineer. <laughs> transaction yeah. engineer. Yes, we um, right now we just finished rehabbing a house. Um, the carpet's going in. Uh, another one is probably a week away from being finished. Another one's being finished today, and we had a number of other properties lined up, but we don't have enough uh, guys guys to cover rehabbing all those. So we wholesaled. Um, we're wholesaling our third one this week. We were supposed to close Friday, but it got delayed from a, a judgment lien that, that popped up. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we're doing a little bit of, 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 of all of that. Okay. Um, we wholesaled the, the checks I showed you. I One of those was a wholesale to a first-time investor. And, uh, you know, we made... I think it was around seven, seventy-two hundred dollars, somewhere around in there. Nice. That's a good um, payday. Yeah, yeah. We and we did a double closing on it because uh, I I didn't I didn't want the owner to know how much I was going to make on it. Sure. So, um, and you're and still. We, I'm sorry, you're still doing lease options, correct? Are you in your yeah. in your marketing, are you specifically targeting lease options or is it just an option one of the offers that you give? Uh it's one of the options like um a couple I did this summer I offered to do the lease option and he said oh, I'd I'd rather try to sell it first, so we went ahead and listed it and it actually sold in in a week. Uh and then Okay, cool. And then a uh, another one. So, so that one was a, a retail listing. Um, and then another one I did. Um, it was a little little bit worse condition. It was in a great neighborhood, but the house needed a little bit of work, and it was one of those work for equity. Like they gave us uh, around thirty two or thirty five hundred down, and then they did a little bit of repairs to the place themselves. So we gave them some extra down payment credit for that. Okay. And that one we're making about, we got 32 or 35 up front, and then they're paying us 1000 a month, and the, the mortgage payment's 637 Okay. So this was a 
did you buy this property or how are you, how'd you control this property? That one is we uh, lease option from the owner. Okay. And then we did a sandwich on it, but it needed some work. Did you? Yeah. Did you do any of the work yourself? Initial work yourself? We did none of the work. Okay. And then when will that, that, when will that, how long will the time frame be before that tenant buyer buys the house? We give them a year. Okay. And we tell them if you pay on time and we won't have any issues with you, we'll renew it automatically for another year. About how much profit will you make on that kind of a sandwich lease option deal? Um, at the end, there's about a $10,000 profit at the end. And then we're making a three sixty three a month. And then we made just say 3,200 on the low end. I can't remember if it was 32 or 35. So we'll make about 4,000 in the next year, four or 5,000 in monthly payments. 3200 up front so that's like 8200 and then another 10000 at the end. So about 18000 if they just stay in it one year. Okay, not bad. Yeah. And if the numbers don't work and you get it under lease option, you can wholesale the lease option. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Yeah, I did one um the lady actually this was when I first signed up for your stuff. Um, I was already doing lease options, but I saw your automation oh, yeah. and I, I wanted to buy it cause I figured that I would learn a number of things, which I did. So thanks for putting the course out. Well, good. I was going to ask that. <laughs> did you, learn, uh, yeah. did you learn anything? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, I had never wholesaled a lease option until I bought your course. And when and was this, that? What, what year did you buy it? Oh, it was just back in February or March. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so this lady in particular had very little equity, and her monthly payment is really high because she still has like a 7% loan. Okay. And so before I bought your course, I told her, I'll, I'll lease option your property. She had already moved out, so she was paying uh, like $700 a month for an empty house. And I had told her, you know, I, I can't, I can only rent your property for probably eight fifty, And so I need to, I need to make some monthly spread. Sure. So I'll pay five fifty of your mortgage and then you got to pay the rest of it. And what'd she say to that? She said, yes, I'll do it. So wait a minute. You can't do that. <laughs> how could, how could you actually tell I'm, I'm being facetious. Yeah, <laughs> I have a real bad sense of humor. But how could you how could you do that? Tell the seller that you'll pay them less than what their mortgage payment is. I mean, that doesn't work, does it? Right. <laughs> okay. It did. So all but, right, but, uh, but that's not the end of the story. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah. Yeah. So I I got your course and I figured out from your education materials that I could wholesale it to someone mm-hmm. and just assign it to that person. So I ended up saying, Hey, I got a better option for you. What do you think about this? So you up the rent a little bit, you, you upped the rent to what her mortgage payment was. Well, the rent was actually going to be eight fifty Anyway, I just wasn't going to, ah, okay. Okay. I, I wasn't going to stay in a deal and lose money. Good. Okay. 
So that's why I told her she was going to have to pay the difference. And she was okay with that then? She was fine with that. But then when I bought your course, I was like, well, I could just wholesale this. And then I don't have to worry about a monthly. So I told her, hey, you know, let's let's try it this way. And then you don't, don't have to pay anything per month. And I'll still do all the qualifying. I'll get the person in there and uh, get it filled. And then after that, you know, you're on your own. But if something happens, call me and and we'll do it again. I like that because you went into the deal with the intention of staying in the middle. And I've been teaching that a lot lately to folks because of the whole brokering issues. And I know you have your license, uh, but because, and I'm assuming when you do these deals, you do them as an investor, right? Right. Okay. So it's it is important whether you, when you're whether you're doing regular traditional wholesaling or lease options or whatever that you always come into this into the deal with the intention of keeping the property. But the cool thing about it is if you change your mind or decide, you know what, this isn't going to work, the numbers don't work, you can always assign or sell your interest in that contract for a fee. On a traditional sale wholesale as well, that like that $40,000 one, right? Yeah. I, went in with the intention of fixing it up and doing the work, but uh, somebody came along, I mean, without too much effort and was like, yeah, I'll give you this for it. And I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And and this is something that uh, a guy named Jeff Watson out of Ohio has been talking a lot about. Are you familiar with Jeff Watson? Yeah, he's he's he's, our, he's one, of one of my attorneys. <laughs> okay, smart guy. And I want to get him on the show. So if you see him, tell him that Joe McCall uh wants to interview him. But I heard okay. him I heard him talk about this and I have his phone number. I sh- I need to give him a call. He knows he knows us. Uh but this is something that's really important to think about because there's a right way and a wrong way to wholesale deals and you got to make sure your ducks are in a row. Would you agree? Especially yeah. in Ohio. Especially, especially in especially Ohio. In Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Like even when just to go quickly to the wholesaling side, when we wholesale a property, our intention really is that we're going to buy it and fix it up and sell it. Uh huh. And if somebody comes along that wants to buy it and it's profitable, we'll sell it to them. But we actually already have a. That contract estimate, you know, we, we got a contractor estimate sheet prepared. We have our, all of our project estimates done and we, we have our projected profit. So we already know, uh, what the numbers are and we'll market that to other people and say, here's, here's the numbers. We're going to keep it. But if you want to buy it, uh, you know, we'll sell it to you for a certain price. And you're advertising the contract, not the property, right? Right. Explain that distinction, would you? What that? What does that mean to you guys? Advertising the contract, but not the property. Yeah. So um, you're actually advertising um, a contract for sale. You're not advertising the property itself for sale. So you're you're selling a you're, the right to purchase the property. Right. You're not selling the property. You're selling a legal instrument, just like a uh, mortgage company right. signs mortgages all the time, right? So, exactly. Well said. But you wanna you wanna make sure that you have, 
had it in place that, uh, you know, you, you want to be able to show that you have the intention of purchasing the property. So that that's why when we go through each one, we analyze them, figure out what it's going to take to fix it up and sell it. And that's just another exit strategy for us. Yeah. So what do you do? You get hard money or private money in place to buy the property? Yeah. Then we use both private and hard money. Okay. Yep, and uh, I'll I'll do that. I have some friends of mine that like to uh, they like to loan me the money to for one day funds. And if it's under fifty grand, they'll charge me a thousand bucks to use the money for the day. What's their name and number? Let's talk after this. <laughs> I can't give out that information, Joe. <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, because most places want at least fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. So, yeah, Alex, have you seen that issue in your own markets? You know, the what? real real estate commission starting to crack down on this kind of stuff. No, I have not. Knock on wood. <laughs> Yeah, I think Ohio is like the beacon for all of these changes. Yeah. Yeah, but the the thing is, you just got to make sure, like you said, you got all your ducks in a row and, um, you know, you, you yeah, make sure you do it right the first time. I did not. Like with anything. Oh, did you get, did you get pinched? Oh yeah, I got pinched by the, uh, division because I, what happened? I, I brought someone through a house that I had under contract and I said, I have it under contract. I'll sell it to you. And they got mad about my pricing that was trying to make this profit. And they actually called and filed a complaint. And so I had to go to uh, realtor's court, as I call it. And they said, yeah, you, you uh, misrepresented because you tried to sell a property that you didn't own yet. And huh. and so you misled these buyers. And so we're fining you $1,000. When What year was that? Uh, that was three years ago. Okay. So what could you have done differently in that situation then? Um, well, I could have marketed just the contract, but could you have still showed them the home? Yeah. Well, if, looking back at it, I just wouldn't have showed them the house at all. I just would have said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping the house, but I happened to be there at a specific time. I was walking through trying to work on, uh, the rehab cost estimate. And they happened to walk through the house. They said, can we come in and look? So, what? but again, though, what could you... Potential buyers was, was, were the ones that didn't like They it. told me that um, moving forward that I would need to let people know that I'm not representing them or their best interest. I'm not their realtor. And, uh, and that would avoid a lot of that... Uh, in the future. Absolutely. A simple, I'm not re representing you. I'm not representing any owner ownership or 
uh, or, or owners in this deal, it's it's you, buyer beware, let me know what you want to do. So you're <laughs> saying because you're licensed, you should have had them sign some kind of, uh, uh, what do they call that? Disclosure. Just a disclosure. So you should have had them sign a disclosure before you showed them the home. Yeah. Yep. Man, I tell you. Wholesaling is illegal, immoral, and fattening. You should not do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would take that out of context right there, Joe, in a soundbite. <laughs> yeah, you know, our our mutual buddy is going to do that, too. I know it. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. They're going to take that soundbite. But um, so interesting. But I want to just tell people, too, listening to this, don't be scared. Uh, you, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. You got It's important to understand the rules. It's important to always give full disclosure. Never pretend to be a realtor, right? Never, never. That's just common knowledge that you don't pretend to be something you're not. <laughs> well, sure, of course. You know, and it, it's important to remember when you're going into a deal, and we'll, uh, we're going to get Jeff Watson on the podcast if he's, as long as he's willing to do that. We'll probably have to... Uh, Sing the praises of Real Flow to get him on the show, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, is he part of Real Flow? Yeah, I think he's one of the owners. Yeah, uh, he's one of the owners. Real Flow is a good program. It is. I, yeah, I it like is. it. I I think you use it, Jay. Right? I have used it. Um, I'm not using it currently, but yeah, I used it for a few years. Isn't it called something else now, though? Too? I don't think no, so. No, it's still called Real Flow. Yeah, they've made some good updates too. I've looked at it. I used to have a subscription to it uh, about a couple years ago, and uh, they've made some really good changes. What I've seen so far is good, really good. But, yeah, yeah. This is so. This is an important topic to think about with wholesaling. You got to make sure that you have the means and the your intent is to buy the house, and that could just mean as simple as getting making sure you have hard money in place. Transactional funding. Yeah. Um, I remember one time we called the Real Estate Commission in Arizona. And Wendy Patton and I did this long, 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 long time ago. And we asked them, you know, what are the rules for wholesaling in Arizona? And they said very clearly, in their opinion, they don't have an issue at all about wholesaling deals. They just want you to close on it first. And then you, yeah. can, you can sell it one second later if you want. Uh, that was that was what they told us. It's up to interpretation, but anyway, enough of that. Uh, let's see what else was I going to ask you guys. So, what what do you guys? How are you guys finding your deals now? What kind of marketing is working for you guys now? We're really using, uh, and and this is great for the people that don't have a lot of money for marketing. So, they want to listen to this pretty intensely. Um, we just don't spend a lot of money on marketing. We, we have a lot of people bring us deals, mm-hmm. uh, bird dogs that bring us deals. And um, we get a lot of deals off Craigslist and off of Facebook for rent and sale walls, local, uh, local Facebook pages. I, I saw you mention that. This is really interesting. Talk about that for a second. You go to Facebook and what do you do? Yeah, so for instance, a group here, uh, we live just outside of Columbus in Licking County. So as an example, we have a uh, 
homes for rent slash sale in Licking County and surrounding areas. So that's a group that was started for people to sell their properties and rent their properties and people okay. to find properties to rent and to sell or rent and to buy. Nice. So there, there's probably, I'm guessing, but last time I checked, there was around 5,000 members. So we actually bought a house off of there last year. Uh, it, it's a $100,000 neighborhood. They said, we want to sell our house for thirty-four grand. I, I saw the message. I was actually, at the time, I was still primarily doing most of the stuff in our business on my own. So I was posting a property that I had for rent, and I saw that one, and I was like, um, can I come by right now? I have cash. <laughs> wow. So we went and uh, bought the property for 33000 and we put about 30 into it. So we got like 63 in it and we lease optioned it for 105 and we got uh, 5,000 down and $1,100 a month for rent. Nice. I'm looking at a group here in St. Louis and uh, you see a lot of realtors listed properties, but if you kind of weed through that stuff, I'm seeing some investment investor deals here. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll see there's a, there's a lot people will be shocked there's a lot of people that do not want to work with a realtor. Sure. And they'll like do anything in their power to sell their house on their own even for thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars less if they don't have to list it with a realtor. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but they have some misconception about realtors that they're not good and they're, they don't want them helping them sell their property. Mm -hmm. So we get a lot of deals like that. Shockingly enough, I'm a realtor, but, um, I don't come to them like, Hey, I can, I can list your house or I can buy it. I come to them as I'm an investor. I happen to have a real estate license, but I want to buy your house. Good. You know, it's a little bit of a mind shift there. Sure. And there's also on Craigslist, I thought you mentioned this earlier, maybe it was somebody else. In the yeah. housing section, there is something called housing swap. Is that what it is? Um, uh -huh. I think it's housing swap, where you actually will see people posting homes on there who just want to swap their home for another home. Uh, or... What is it? It's the different little areas. I think it was rooms and shares or rooms wanted, sublets. Uh-huh. Do you ever find homes in those other little smaller, peculiar areas of Craigslist? Um, they may. When I say they, I mean my bird dogs. That's usually where they're going to look. Um, you know, multiple different areas on Craigslist. And, of course, I told them. I never even thought of it before, but when you when I bought your course and you mentioned Zillow for rent, and just asking those people, hey, would you be interested in selling? Um, so we've got them looking there, but we also have about um, in total we we have about fifty car signs out. Car signs. With, uh, yeah, yeah, we love the car signs. 
Now, I got to ask you about the car signs because I have friends who've tried them and have bombed with them. And <coughs> I've heard from guys like you who love them. What what makes it work for you? I don't know if it's what they're putting on their car or if people – I know St. Louis has a lot of people doing it, so it could be there's just so many. But hardly – Anybody in our area is doing it. Well, no, these are guys in other markets. Okay. Th- okay. Are, so what, tell, tell me a little bit about what it is. Okay, so it basically says full price offer for your home, right? And then underneath that, it says we buy houses any condition. And then under that, it says free recorded info. And then there's a number with an extension, and each driver gets their own extension, and it's a call capture system. So when they call in, it gets registered to that vehicle, that person. Okay. And then from there, uh, we'll negotiate a deal with them, and we usually offer them a few different options. Okay. Like we'll pay we'll pay you this much cash, or we'll do this as an option. You know, um, that way they can pick which one they think works better for them. And then when we sell it. Either buy it, fix it, and sell it, or buy it, wholesale it, or do a, an option on it and an option it to someone else. So a sandwich option will give that uh, driver 10% of our net profit. So you give the, the driver of that car 10%. So that's like a marketing fee or? Yeah, marketing fee. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So uh, not only that, but once they sign up, then we train them how to find deals, like how to drive around town and find deals, how to find deals on Craigslist, how to find them on Facebook. Uh, We give them business cards with their own extensions and they can pass them out. They can pass out flyers with their extensions. So uh, they have multiple ways to to send us deals and we just give them 10% of the profit of of any deals that, that, uh, that they bring to us. Okay. And how, talk numbers. I mean, how many um, deals a month do you get from bird dogs, would you say? Uh, I would say our average is one or two. Nice. And that's not huge. Sure. Um, But then again, we only have about 50 signs out. Okay. You know, uh, my buddy Ruben Perez, you know, Ruben. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. I don't know if I've talked to him. Okay, well, he's the one that created the course, the bandit sign on wheels.com is his. Oh, I've and heard of that, people, yeah. Yeah, people can go there and buy it. I'm good friends with Ruben. His program's great. It gives you all the contracts to use with the drivers and shows you how to put the stickers on and all that. I mean, he, what's he the a lot of time. What's the website again? Bandit sign on wheels.com. Bandit sign on wheels.com. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they can buy the course. I think it's like a thousand bucks and um, shows you everything, how to set it up. He's got probably almost 400 car signs out. Wow. And I think he's doing between seven and 10 deals a month. Yikes. Just, just off of the, that's all he does is car signs. I am looking at his website. I've not seen this. This might be somebody else that I'm thinking of. Ruben used to be in our titanium. Ruben was in our group. 
our uh, life and our group. Okay. All right. Well, very cool. I'm looking at his site now. I see a video of him. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. I would say to guys that who are thinking about this, you got to take it seriously and treat it like a business, just like anything else that you're working on. Any other kind of marketing, you got to be consistent with it. And if you take it seriously, you can do really, really well with it. But that, I'm glad to see that he has the system here that he's using. And it, it looks like on his website, it's more than just real estate. It can be for anything. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, you could use it for any. We have one girl that's using it for her hair styling business. Huh. And her, yeah, her business has really grown a lot. I mean, if you think about it, the upfront cost, $1,000 to buy a system and, and have it, you know, already set up and, and an easy way to plug and play it. And then the car signs we're buying for under $10 a piece. So 50 car signs, it's a $500 one-time fee. And those, those stickers last like seven years. Excellent. So you literally have 50 billboards driving around. Very good. And if one of those signs said 1-800-FAIR-OFFER, how memorable that would be. <laughs> well, the problem with that would be how would you get the 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 credit to the person with the car? How would you know who it was? Oh, oh, okay. Doing okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you know who Dave Zahala is or Steve Zahala? Yeah. Yeah, I know both those guys. They have a, a RIA here in Columbus. I originally heard that from when they were doing their vanity numbers back in the day. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, the the uh, the extensions work because that way you can, uh, you know, you want to make sure your drivers get paid. Yeah, you could maybe put another number if you were going to use eight hundred fare offer. You could still put a, you know, you could. I guess you could still put an extension on that number, right? We've actually looked at putting extensions into the mix. Um, it's reprogramming the uh, the auto router and all that stuff, but we've looked at that. So but, it could you know, work. The, the operator, whoever asks answers the phone, could ask them what was the extension on that number. Yeah. Yeah, the other thing we do just to make sure is because um, once in a while someone won't push the extension. Yeah. You know, they'll just call in, but we call them right away and ask them what the make and model of the vehicle was. <laughs> and we can, we nope. can usually pin it down to a couple of vehicles and if that happens we'll just split it between those cars yeah well that's cool they're they're happy, they're happy to get something uh you know half over nothing at all all right so you're you're getting a lot of deals from bird dogs are you doing any marketing like with postcards or direct mail? Uh, we're just starting to do some uh, probate mailings. Okay. But, I mean, we're, ju we're just starting, so we, we don't have any results back from that yet. That's cool. I'm still impressed that you're doing deals, as many deals as you are, without doing direct mail. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we also get a – I mean, I bought three this month off the MLS. Okay. So um, we have our – 
we, we do a similar thing with, that you show everybody in the beginning on how to find the hottest zip codes. Yeah. And then I have saved searches in those hottest zip codes um, with distressed property. So anything that's in a state, HUD, short sale, VA owned, bank owned, uh, auction, absolute auction, you know, any type of auction. And then I have keywords entered also for regular listings like as is or needs work or handyman, all of that stuff. So any anytime anything like that comes on the market or they do a price drop, uh, we, we we get a, a an email alert. What do you do then? Do you just go ahead and call the realtor listing agent or do you just fax in an offer? Okay. So our first step is when they come across, when they come active, um, it goes to our assistant and she runs comps on it to see the difference between where the property's priced in the retail sales. Yeah. And if there's not at least a twenty-five or thirty thousand dollar difference between where that property's priced at in the retail comps, then we don't even bother uh, looking at it. Okay. But then, they just have it priced too. They have it priced too high. When you do want to look at it, then do you call the listing agent up, or what? Do you, what's the next step? Do you go look at the house? Next step, um, I'll spend. A, uh, a day or two a week and my assistant will schedule all the properties and uh, myself and and or Annie and or some of our coaching students will go look at all the houses and we make offers on all of them okay so you you will you will look at them first yeah yeah we'll go look at them first okay yep we'll go look at them we'll price up, you know, a quick, we can do a rehab estimate in about, uh, about 10 minutes. Sure. So, uh, cause we've done it for so long. We know what, what the pricing is for everything. And, uh, so we'll input it and, uh, we'll make, if we look at eight houses, we'll look at, we'll make eight offers. Well, how do you make and your offers? Do you have a formula or a spreadsheet? You put all these numbers in? Yeah, we after we uh, do it, we put them in an Excel spreadsheet, and it'll have the the property address, the list price, what we offered, the repair estimate, and the date we offered it. Because a lot of times they won't take our our first offer, so we have it in our system a month later that we'll resubmit another offer. Now, how do you calculate the offer though? Do you have a spreadsheet for that? Yeah, yeah, we do the. Uh, after repair value, and we multiply it by uh, 65%, and then uh, we take out the, the rehab cost, okay. and then that's our, our, our maximum allowable offer. Cool. Good, good. And are these, uh, what kind of neighborhoods are these in? Are they rental neighborhoods or retail owner-occupant neighborhoods? Um, they're primarily retail owner occupant neighborhoods. Right. Cause that's important. It's <laughs> that, that ARV yeah. Mayo formula sometimes I'd say most of the time just doesn't work in the rental neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. And we're, we're using private money. So uh, if you haven't used private money before, they don't like you to, 
loan your money out for too long. Okay. Yeah. So we need, we need to know that we can sell these in under 30 days. So we're trying to target the hottest zip codes that are 30 or 45 days, uh, average days on market or less. Got it. Cause our plan is to buy it, fix it and, and sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do about, uh, our average is about 20 to, to 24 rehabs per year. That's not bad. Good. Okay, great. I wanted to ask you just a couple more questions because we need to get off here. My internet's a little shady. So I um, wanted to ask you about Life in Air. How did you find out about Life in Air? Um, I went to the Ohio RIA convention uh-huh. two, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago in October, and I met – Sean and Steve there, they were selling their short sale course and a uh, wholesaling course. Yeah. I was one of the speakers there, I think at that time. Yeah. They were, yeah. You were there too, actually. And they haven't invited uh, me back. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, oh, well. Tell you why. I don't want to know why actually. No, I've been there twice. They've, they have invited <laughs> me back to speak. Yeah, I think I think one of the reasons, to be honest, is this all this, these issues with the brokering stuff. Um, they're a little nervous about in, the courses that teach wholesaling. But um, yeah. Anyway, are they out yeah. of Ohio? Yeah, it's it's the Ohio Real Estate Convention. Yep. It's a it's a great it's a great group. Vena Jones Cox, I think, still runs it. And I yeah, I don't remember if we've had her on the show or not. I think I have. I've been on her show. Uh, she's a great lady, great investor, above board. Yep. She's really good. Smart. Very smart. Very smart. And well, anyway, it's a good group. So that's where you heard uh, Stephen and Sean talk about life in there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they ended up saying uh, at the end, we're going to talk about life in air. It's totally different. And my uh, one of my other business partners was with me. Besides Annie, um, I was not with him. Actually. She wasn't there, but we we decided to sign up for the three day get a life event, and we went to that and took our wives, and that totally changed our our whole perspective on everything. Yeah, for the better, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was probably working seventy seventy five hours a week at that at time. Wow. And now. Now I work about twenty five to thirty. Good for you. And, yeah, and I and I used to do everything by myself, and now, you know, Annie's been helping me for a year and a half, and we we have two full time assistants and and two construction crews. Excellent. So it freed up a, a lot of our time, and and we're actually starting our our own group now. Your own life and uh, air group. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. Awesome. Yep. And then we've we've launched our website is visionfocusedlife.com. Good. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what's a good website for people to get more information about you? It's vision what? Yeah. Visionfocusedlife.com. Nice. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes. Visionfocusedlife.com. Yep. Right on. Yeah, and then our book, our book's hopefully going to be done and coming out next month. Good, and it's going to be vision, uh, vision focused life. Excellent. And 
we pulled in, um, what, four, mm-hmm. four or five other people yeah. into the book. So the whole idea is living your life, how you want to live it and the importance of, uh, surrounding yourself with other people, uh, who are like-minded to, to get yourself there in the quickest manner possible. Excellent. So the importance of your, of your network. And then, so in the book, we talk about our relationships with a number of people and how that's affected all of us. Very good. Well, cool. I'm seeing, I see your website here. It looks good. Looks good. And people can find you on Facebook as well, I'm assuming. Yep. Yep. Jay Adkins or Annie Adkins, A-D-K-I-N-S. Annie, how do you spell your name? A-N-N-I-E. Good, I got it right. All right, visionfocuslife.com. You can look up Jay and Annie on Facebook. And Jay, your last name is Atkins, A-D-K-I-N-S. Yep. Thanks for being on the show. I, I know we kind of went through things kind of quickly, and there's probably a lot more that we could have talked about. But I think this is a good time to call it a show. I appreciate you being on. Is there anything else you wanted to say before we, we ended it? No, just um, I, I would encourage people to find a mentor. You know, yeah. it'll it'll greatly increase your success rate and your results will come much quicker. I agree. I agree. Alex, are you there? I am here. Will you be will you be my mentor? Uh, <laughs> I wanna be like I wanna be like you, Alex. <laughs> I want to be like you running all over the world with no house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I'll have a lot to share when I get back. It's been a fun ride. When are you coming back, Joe? In four and a half weeks. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. We're going on a cruise next week. We are leaving Friday to go to Venice, Italy. And then we're going to cruise down the Mediterranean, go to Croatia, a couple, three islands in Greece, and I think one more place in Italy and come back. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to some nice R and R. I'm looking forward to being somewhere where my cell phone doesn't work. There you go. (laughs) All right. Hey, good. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jay and Annie. I appreciate you guys being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Joe. We appreciate it greatly. So enjoy the rest of your trip. Yeah. Thanks. I will. We'll see you guys. Take care.